You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. That's all our fans in in England cheering for us. Well, that's good. I thought my shit uh, connection had down for like the 300th time tonight. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, welcome to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always, Mike O's Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not so well. Yeah, it's been a good week, I guess, at Massive Late Fee, but it's not I didn't been see a, that at all. It's not been a good time right now because... Very horrible technical issues. Yeah, we spent like an hour trying to get this going, so we hope you pieces of shit appreciate it. <laughs> well, Mike, I've got two pieces of, le- I guess, legitimate news and two pieces of clickbait news. What do you want me to start with? You want me to start with the legitimate news or the clickbait? Oh, uh, legitimate's fine. And I also have a piece of legitimate news, so oh, okay. there's that. All right. Well, I'll do the, what'd you, what did you want me to start with? Legitimate or clickbait? I didn't hear. Legitimate's fine. All right. So, the, I don't know. It's so weird calling this legitimate, but I mean, I guess it is legitimate. Uh, so, Disney Plus ha- is going to launch November 12th. It's uh, ad-free, except they've added one caveat. It was going to be completely ad-free, but they're going to have a one, one-time only ad for stars to sign up for stars when you first sign up for it and never again. So I, do they own stars? I don't know. I'm, I'm that's, I was wondering who owns stars. I know it's not Disney because, uh, I mean, I, I'm not, I know it's not HBO because HBO owns Cinemax. Yeah. Stars is owned by the Fox broadcasting company. So I'm guessing oh, that's so it's, huh? I don't know if that I don't know if that was one of the properties that they kept that Fox kept or if if I'm that sure if, went over. I'm sure they bought it. Let's Stars see. is always like the shittiest like of like the premium cable channels. Yeah. Yeah, and Fox and used to be the sh- Fox used to be the shittiest of the uh of the regular channels, so I guess that makes sense. What do you mean used to be? <laughs> right. But yeah, no, okay, so Fox still owns it. So I wonder if that was part of their their deal when they bought it, or if it's just a bone they're throwing them. Hey, you, hey we'll sell you 90% of our company, but you got to do gotta do a commercial for stars. Well, as we know, Disney does nothing for the hell of it. Yeah, no kidding. Which actually leads to my story, but your story might be my story. So go ahead with your story. No, my, my, other, story, my other story has to do with the NBA. So, the NBA has announced that they are launching a streaming service. For $6.99 a month, you can watch live games and, and replays, I guess, plus some some shows. I'm going to assume that it's like, I mean, I don't know what, what inside the NBA, stuff like that, shows that they that they own that have yeah. to do with the NBA. So The Kurt Rambis Hour? Yeah, exactly. The Kurt, the Kurt Rambis Hour, where he, he talks to... Uh, um, Elgin Baylor and, and is Elgin Baylor still alive? I don't know. And then his uh, talk show, Keeping Up with Kurt. <laughs> oh, those that I just remember the glasses. The uh, yeah, that's all you had going to him. Yeah, 
But so I know that's kind of exciting news. I guess if you're an NBA fan, this is this is what's going to happen. The NFL is going to get on the, in on this too. Eventually, it's just hey, you're going to. I think they already have the NFL Network. It's just not like a paid streaming thing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Eventually, cable oh, is just going to die, and it's going to be spend a hundred and twenty dollars, but you know, a month like you would on a cable plan. But what you're going to do is end up buying these fifteen apps. Yeah, I think that'd be more than worth it. I mean, honestly, uh, you could probably get more. You could probably, I'm sure if I was just watching stuff I like, it would be way less than, you know, a cable bill. Oh, I agree. Cause there, there I would just things... get, like, I would get E and, like, me, certain times of the year I'd get HBO Go. Like right now, mm-hmm. uh, Silicon Valley's on, which I'm a big fan of. Okay. And the show that I watched for this week uh, is also on HBO, but I wouldn't subscribe just for that, as you'll hear in my scathing review. <laughs> I, um... I I, w- I certainly wouldn't get CBS because they don't have anything. Oh, you're not 80 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think the sports channels are really the best values because during like the the uh, World Series a few years ago, I didn't have cable, but mm-hmm. I uh, you know I had the internet, so I just got like this. I paid like ten dollars a month at the time, I think it was, for the playoffs, and I got like you know every game I wanted, and they had all these different like stats and fields. Mm-hmm. Well worth it if you're a big fan. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I didn't have the cable at the time when the Cubs made it to the World Series and the year that they won when they beat the Indians. And I really wanted to I really wanted to see it. So I was like, fuck it. You know, and I, and I did so- something similar where I got a I got a subscription where I could see it on the Internet. And I just I watched all the games. and It was it was a very exciting World yeah, Series, and it's obviously. superior because you don't see commercials at all on yep. those. So, I mean, sometimes it'll just be, like, blank and they'll have, like, you know, the score and, like, mm-hmm. the field position during the commercials. But, yeah, it was, you know, it was fine, more than fine. I mean, for sports, it definitely would pay off. I agree. I agree. I think sports is probably the best value as far as streaming goes because there's so many things you can see that you wouldn't normally be able to see on cable anyway. Yeah, and speaking of sports, I just realized that uh, I think ESPN Plus is going to be on the Disney. What is it? Disney Plus? What it's called? Yeah. So at some point, you're going to have some little kid accidentally turning the channel, just seeing some guy getting his face bashed in on an MMA fight. <laughs> because they have those. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Disney Plus, ES, ESPN Plus, and Hulu for twelve ninety nine a month. That uh, that's a tempting deal, to be honest with you. Yeah, because I, I even pay... Though I, even though I hate... I mean, I wouldn't watch Disney, but my children would. I pay about $8 a month or so for Hulu right now. So to add Disney Plus and ESPN Plus for like five more dollars, I mean, I, I'm 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 probably going to do it. It launches... Oh, I, I, I do it just for the, you know, ESPN Plus and MMA, but I don't really know... Uh, like I said, my kids probably would like something on Disney. I don't know. Do they have like all their old movies and shit on there? Yeah, I think they're going to have the all the... All the old movies, they're going to have all the... Basically, they're going to have all their movies, uh, including all the properties that they own. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Like, there's going to be a ton of content. I mean, I'm not upset by that. I mean, eventually you'll get someone who's almost like a cable... You know, together a few different services, you know, like, like Disney Plus and Netflix and HBO for this price, you know. Yeah. It'll be no different than cable eventually. What's your uh, what's your legitimate story? Oh, by the way, you can probably hear my cat Mabel purring because because uh, I'm in the uh, I'm in the house uh, okay. today. I'm usually in the garage, <laughs> and uh, when I'm in the house, she's always like right on top of me. So you'll hear a lot of purring from her uh, today, and she's looking at me while I'm saying this and wanting to be pet. <laughs> um, 
Uh, speaking of uh, Disney properties, ABC News' Amy Robach was caught on a hot mic saying that the network spiked a Jeffrey Epstein bombshell. Yeah, I I saw something about that, but I didn't I didn't read into the article. So did she say? Yeah, there was a couple else? like this. She did this for this, and also she said something about I think they did it for um like something about uh, Prince Andrew in uh you know the UK. Okay. Like supposedly there was some 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 talk that you know if they buried the story, then they would still be able to interview like uh the Prince William guy and his wife. Yeah, it does not surprise me that they do this shit. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, it's funny because that's what everyone thinks, you know, there's all the, every conspiracy theorist is like, oh, the media is controlling stuff, and, you know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's just, like, crazy talk, but, I mean, you know, obviously they have a vested interest, because I think it said that it criticized or implicated even the uh, the Clintons. Oh, yeah, that's not, that's they, not surprising to me. Uh, no, seeing, I think Bill Clinton was on his jet, like, over a dozen times, for some reason. Yeah, and if somebody told me, hey, Bill Clinton uh, had sex with some underage girls or whatever... My first response wouldn't be, oh, not Clinton. Never. Yeah, right, but it was just kind of funny that it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't her, like, you know, whistleblowing. It was just, like, she was on mic and didn't even realize it. She just right. mentioned that they spiked the story. Yeah. So they said she had, like, this was, like, three years ago, you know, she had this information and, like, they were going to put these people on the air. But, you know, according to, it didn't meet their editorial standards at ABC, which what exactly those are, I have no idea. Right. Ridiculous. The, the network like TJF, the entire lineup of garbage shows that we rip apart for dumpster diving. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't meet their editorial standards, which means it might have lost money, which is, I think, their only standard they have. Yep, that's all of them. All of them are biased towards money. Yeah, it's it's not like a grand conspiracy, just pure sheer greed. Because you know, companies that make billions upon billions of dollars, they need more. Yeah, exactly. Because if because if anything would make the world a better place, it would be if everything was like Disney. Yep, exactly. That's what we need. That's what we're coming to. It's going to be Disney and Amazon. Those will be the two companies. Uh, sterile, joyless uh, existence brought to you by a company that you know will stab their own mother in the back for a dollar. It's gonna be the world of uh, the world of Fahrenheit 451, where everyone's inside those uh, those tubes watching soap operas and stuff. One of my favorite uh, conspiracy theories is that uh, Disney put out the movie Frozen so that uh, people, when they googled uh, Disney and Frozen, it wouldn't lead to stories about like cyrogenics, but rather you know the movie. That's so awesome. Have you heard? Because you know, there's a supposedly like uh, Walt. Di- I mean, I don't think it's actually true, but people uh, claim that Walt Disney's head was like frozen, you know, yeah. to be brought back. It'll yeah, fry- cryogenically frozen to to reanimate to put down the Jews. I guess I don't. I don't know why, but I actually I think he was cremated. Yeah, I don't know. The exact opposite. <laughs> but maybe in the in the- that really is the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with cremation, you're like, yeah, they're done. Uh, but anyway, there's no there's no expectation to be revived if you're burnt to death. No, not at all. Well, I guess you're already dead. I would hope. So probably burnt after death. <laughs> burn after dying. And not uh, burn beyond recognition. The uh, band from uh, Married with Children that Bud and Kelly were so eager to go. Yeah, I remember that. And you have a couple of non-serious uh, journalistic. Uh, in- yeah, so the clickbait stories I have both have to do with movies. So the first one is uh, the first one's real simple. So I just I'll go through it real quick. 
it was Mike Flanagan, the director of the upcoming Doctor Sleep. He also directed Gerald's Game. Uh, is said to be in talks to direct another Stephen King property. That's what it said. And then the quote was, "I've had talks with uh, Stephen King about directing something else uh, of for that is that he worked on, uh, but I'm not allowed to say what it is." That's basically what the story is. It's a it's Great. a two thousand word story based on that quote. That's awesome. The other one um, is even did more you, ridiculous. Did you like the did you like the book Doctor Sleep? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was you know I didn't think that I would like it that much, but. It works as a sequel to The Shining. It's not as good as The Shining, but it's yeah, a I decent book. I, I didn't care for it myself that much. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just like, yeah, it's just like, a, it looks like you just had like a completely different idea. It was almost like an insomnia type idea because it seemed similar to that book. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, Danny Torrance will be in it. <laughs> and then that's how he... I had, so I had really low expectations coming into it. And I think that's why, I think that's why maybe I liked it. But it's certainly, I would put it, you know, I'd put it in the bottom third of his books. Oh, yeah. But, but a book that came out around the same time, I think, was Revival. I, like, surprisingly like that book. That book, I think, is really good. Yeah, and also Finder's Keepers is really good. Yep, I like that one, too. That's part of uh, that's part of the trilogy, the, the Bill Hodges yeah, I read, trilogy. I read the Mr. Mercedes and that, but I didn't read the third. I haven't I haven't read the third one yet either. End of watch, I think it is. I own it, but I haven't read it yet. It seemed like he started to like uh, go into the supernatural, which I had no interest in. You know, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. These are, you know, I mean, they're books about like you know just mm-hmm. actually happen, I guess. Yeah. And then I think in the third one, he's like a robot or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think he can like control the electronics through his brain or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's the movie Shocker. With Mitch Pelleggi. Right. But uh, the so the other piece of clickbait story involves Keanu Reeves. Apparently, we have to include one Keanu Reeves story every uh, every every podcast. But there's a lot of Keanu news this week. No, there really was. So uh, it was talking about the Matrix and it, it said so this was it. This was the, the headline. Uh, what kind what kind of Matrix story or, or find out what kind of Matrix story we're going to get. That's what it said. And here were the options. It was just an article basically saying it could be a prequel. It could be a sequel. It could be a midquel. It could um, be a what? It could be a reboot. It just it was all the possibilities and then them speculating on what it would be like. What the hell is a midquel? Uh it would be taking place during the events so, of the original trilogy. So, like, just simultaneously happening at the same time? I guess, or, like, you know, in the, maybe in the interim uh, between two movies. That's an interesting idea, but, um, what the hell? Can you name an example of one? Do any of these movies exist so far? Oh, ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't think Back so. To, oh, wait, wait, I, I, I just answered my own question. Back to the Future Part 2. That's true. Part of Back to the Future Part 2 is a midquel. Yes. But yeah, so I mean, I I would say, I don't. If it's a sequel, they're gonna have to explain why why um, Neo and Trinity are alive because they're like the only two character, the only two major characters that died, but they're back for this movie. If it's a prequel, I don't know exactly what that would be. Um, just Keanu it would be sitting in his office. Well, yeah, pretty much. It's like, man, I want to know what the Matrix thing is. <laughs> 
And then, you know, mid-cool, I don't know. I guess, like you said, that might be a cool idea. It might be something interesting. And a complete reboot, I don't think we're getting that. Yeah, I don't want that. Well, I don't know. It's... The first movie, I was thinking about this the other day because I read something about like one of the Wachowskis, uh, Lena or Lily, I'm not sure which is which. Uh, sorry. Um, but uh, one of them was was directing, I don't know if the other one was involved still or not, um, but at least, you know, one obviously one of the original creator, writer, producer, mm. director, singer, one of Make My Own Videos persons right. involved. And I mean, I don't, I don't know why. Like you said, I mean, I watched all three movies. I didn't think the last two were good. I mean, there were good parts. Like, the chase scene, like there's like an action sequence, and obviously uh, Monica Bellucci. And, <laughs> I was gonna uh, mention reloaded. that. <laughs> I was gonna mention Monica Bellucci as one of the high parts. I'd watch an ISIS video if she was in it. <laughs> Not like getting her head chopped off. No, but, you know, no, no. Just sultrily uh, pouting in the corner. Right. ISIS. She's just so disappointed. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's ridiculous. Oh man. They really missed the boat. They should have made a movie with a with like a Bond villain and both a Monica Bellucci, Tia Carrera were like the you know henchmen. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, something to think about later. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the purpose of rebooting this. Uh, if that's what they're doing, this mid they actually did quite a few. There's this thing called the Animatrix. There's a yeah. lot of like uh, like anime shorts. Mm-hmm. And I was reading. I read. I read about them. They sounded kind of cool. There's like a book actually, and I read one of the stories because it was by Neil Gaiman. That was the same sort of thing. And they do have quite the big like universe. I mean, they really could have like a a midquel, as you you call it. You know, for one of the. I mean, it wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't be completely out of the. Uh, you know, question. I I just don't. I don't see this to redoing it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't want them to. Even though I don't like the second and third movie that much, I wouldn't want them to reboot it. I wouldn't even really want them to do like a Halloween type situation where they they make this a sequel that just ignores the the second and the third movie. Uh, I, some you know, people, I'm gonna... some people might like that, but I I don't know that I would like that. I'm an idiot because they just realized that um, Breaking Bad's uh, El Camino is a midquel. That's true, it is. Like, the entire thing takes place within the, you know, previous work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand the purpose of this other than, you know, uh, like Disney, just as a pure cash grab. Yeah. Is Disney the one that's doing this? I don't know. Who Fox, maybe? Or or the Weinstein Company, I think, was sort of... I'm trying to remember who put this out. Who put I thought it was the, the Warner Matrix. Brothers. Yeah, the I think Warner it's Brothers? I think it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it, I it's dumb. I have no plans to see it, even if Keanu Reeves is in it. I'll see it when it comes to streaming. I'm not going to the movie theater to watch this. It takes a lot to get me to the movie theater. Yeah, I might like you said something streaming, but yeah, like you, I I can't. There's no movies coming out that I'm aware of that I have any intention to see in the theater at this point. No. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Steven Spielberg. I'm sorry, uh, fucking Martin Scorsese. I just, I don't, I, I, the theater experience is not, I don't care anymore. I can, yeah, I, I can get not, a TV. Yeah, we're not 100 that, years old. Yeah, I can get a TV that covers my entire wall. I mean, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, I can pause it when I want to go to the restroom. If uh, if I didn't hear something, I can rewind it. If it's uh, 
kind of loud in my house, I could turn on the uh, subtitle. Yeah, if I wanted to go somewhere and listen listen to people eat and fart, you know, I, I would just have dinner with my family. Right. I mean, it's such a weird experience. I mean, people always talk about, like, what a great experience the movies are. It's really not. Like, it's such an odd thing to do, like, on a date. You know, like, you know how, like, the typical first date's like, oh, let's go to the movies. Like, hey, let's go sit in the dark and stare at a screen and say nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, so such a weird thing to do. But, I mean, you know, I, I obviously I don't. I'd rather watch sports at home. I'd rather watch movies at home. I, I have no intention. I mean, music might be the only thing that brings me out of the house. Yeah, that is the one thing that you can't you can't really emulate the concert experience. I, yeah, I feel that you can, you can't improve upon that experience. You yeah. go to like a baseball game. Watching on TV is better than actually being at the game. Not only for the you know creature comforts we already mentioned, but mm. you get a better view. You get commentary by experts. You know, you get like a you do get kind of like a communal feeling because you know you know everybody else is hearing the same two guys describe what's happening. You could talk about it later. Oh, you know when they had Rod and Mario locally, you know it was fun. You know because Rod would always like make like wacky comments and stuff. Yep, exactly. Replay like I was at the uh, the game where Galarraga uh, did get the perfect game. Oh, you were. Yeah, and and uh, they they never played the replay of it, and I knew why because as I was leaving the the stadium, my friend Matt texted me and said, "Yeah, he was out by a mile." The one I actually saw the the replay, the, mm-hmm. the tension in the stadium like at that time, I, I think a riot might have actually broken out if you played the replay. It was so like you could, it's almost it's like disturbing the way it felt, like just like the tension in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Galarraga, poor Galarraga. He uh, he's a World Series champ now. That's true. All the all the former Tigers starting pitchers are World Series champs somewhere. Well, that's good because I feel they all deserve. It. I don't. I don't know how we didn't win. You know, the World Series at least once with some of the lineups we oh, had in the rotation. God, it was ins- insane. Yeah. Like the 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 starting lineup, we we just had like insane an insane lineup. Ugh. Terrible. Rotation, yeah. So yeah, um, uh, that's uh, the news. I think maybe I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, that's all of it. Uh, so now we'll move on to keeping current with Mike, where we plumb the depths of celebrity culture. Mike, with all the fucking shit that's happened, do you still have the uh, the website for uh, yeah. keeping current? This is a uh, this is a new website to us. It's mtonews.com. MTO. So what does that stand for? Mass Transit? Uh, uh... It's I think it's something media takeout, I think. Okay. And uh, it's claims to be the most visited African American network. Okay. And I like this site already because immediately I get some kind of vindication. All right. What's that? All right. Much like uh, you know Kevin Smith, we're weaving quite the uh, the massive late fee verse over here because you know obviously we uh, reference our podcasts on other podcasts we do about our other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, do you remember when I said the guy, uh, Roger, uh, was from the band B2K? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, no, that's like these, like, British guys? Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I think I think that group might actually be called BTK, which sounds insane. Okay. <laughs> but, but they might be BTK, which is, I gotta find a shirt now. <laughs> But apparently B2K was like another like R&B type hip hop type group and the uh, subject of our first story is a former member. All right. B2K's Jay Boog accused of quote fucking Omarian mom at Love and Hip Hop reunion. Holy shit. 
So obviously, uh, this J Boog guy and Omarion, or at least Omarion's mom, are on this Eleven Hip Hop show. Wow, and he's uh, he's messing around with the dude's mom. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Kind of like the um, uh, LeBron LeBron James. Oh yeah. Jarrell DeMonte Houston Sr., known as J-Boog. Oh, no, I'm talking about the guy who, uh, LeBron James, who uh, he accused of, like, you know, get, well, it wasn't Kyrie Irving, it was some guy who went to the Celtics. I can't remember who they traded. Yeah, no, I remember what you're talking about. But this is J-Boog. Oh, yeah, J-Boog. J-Boog's well, real name is Jarrell DeMonte Houston Sr. Boog. He is, uh, let's see, he's a member... Of R&B group B2K. No, B2K. Was, can you see if Omarion was also in B2K? Because I feel that he was. Alright, let's take a look at Omarion. Omarion. Oh, here we go. Omarion. Let's see. Omarion. Omari Ishmael Grandberry. <laughs> Call him Ishmael. Known by, yeah, known by his stage name Omarion. Is let's see, yes, he was the lead singer of uh boy band B2, B2K. Oh, Jay Book can't be the star of the show, but he can be the star of his uh, mother's night. Oh, god! So they they had singles like Bump, Bump, Bump. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the song I know, and the only song I know by them. Uh huh, and Girlfriend. Uh, let's see, he's about a year younger than Jay Boog. He, uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, he start calling J-Boog dad for all, I, for all I know. Yeah, exactly. A lot of this is like, it's very, it's very coincidental. Uh, lead single, I Get It In. <laughs> His fourth <laughs> studio album is called Sex Playlist. <laughs> and then uh, my mom's getting fucked by my friend. No, I'm just joking. Um, let's see. He appeared in commercials for Kellogg's Corn Pops and McDonald's. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, they're both on the show. One guy is begging the other guy's mom now, from what I can tell. Um, so it's probably true. Yeah, good for him. Our next story is Monica Arnold wears quote-unquote church outfit to the club with boyfriend rapper Trouble. Now, I don't know if Trouble is spelled Trouble and then two exclamation points, or if it's just Trouble and then they just put two exclamation points at the end because and then the story after this, they also put two exclamation points where it's unnecessary. Oh, okay. Well, two exclamation points is pretty much always unnecessary. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, like, if his name's Trouble, exclamation point, like, you know, like, the band uh, Panic at the Disco had that, like, weird, like, oh, yeah, exclamation yeah. point in there? Yeah. Like, same deal, if not, that's a good idea. I'm going to become the rapper Trouble! Exclamation point. So Monica Denise Arnold, formerly Brown, uh, she just recently had a birthday. So happy birthday. Oct- October 24th, 1980. Is an American singer. Do you know who she singer. is? It's Monica, right? From Brandy and Monica? I don't think so. Is it? Well, let's see. It says uh, she's had a number of R&B hits. Before you walk out of my life, don't take it personal. Uh, like this and like that, the boy is mine. The first. Oh, night, that's yeah. weird. Huh. So that yeah, is that's... it is Monica. What? What is she like? Her fame dropped to a level where we just threw the left. I guess so. I mean, there's there's not another Monica. I mean, you could just just there's not like oh Monica Shepherd. There's a, there's still the only Monica in like you know R and B music. You don't have to like 
add her name on there. It makes no sense. Yeah. Monica... I mean, take the name off and throw some more exclamation points in there. You love those so much. Right. <laughs> but yeah, they, they mentioned Living Single, Felicity, and American Dreams. And the movie Boys and Girls. Wow, those are a lot of bad shows. Yeah. Um, so, Boy, I'm thinking of Cal- California Dreams, I think, is what I'm thinking of. So what's her, what's her, yeah, American Dreams is the one that was about uh, the um, uh, American Bandstand. What's her boyfriend's name that she's yeah. wearing a church outfit with? Trouble. Trouble is his name. Trouble. I don't understand how it's a story if she just wears like a nice outfit to the club with her boyfriend. Right. Yeah, who cares? Oh, wow. Yeah, Tr- the first picture of Trouble is uh, smoke coming out of his nose. So He looks like oh. Trouble. <laughs> I mean, it, it, come on. Go back to calling her Monica. There's none other Monica out there. His, We're not going to confuse her with someone. His birth name is Marielle Samante Orr. Jeez. Marielle. That's a... Uh... I wonder if, that, if he's from a different country, like the Bahamas, maybe? He was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, I guess not. Uh, let's see. He is 32. He started rapping at the age of 14. Um, I don't know. Nothing else. Nothing that I Nothing that I recognize. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a dumb story. This this uh, doesn't look good on you, uh, MTO News. You're better than that. Yeah. They're not, though. Um, Our next story is Kanye West leaks diss track, all exclamation points, against J. Cole, Drake, and Drake's son. And Drake's son, that's awesome. (laughs) The funny part is, I think Drake's son is... Oh, my God. Trouble by J. Cole. (laughs) Just what the fuck? What does he got to say, tr- say about... Did uh, you say, wait, did you say Trouble by J. Cole? Is Trouble involved in this, too? No, Trouble's the name of a song by J. Cole. Is it about the rapper Trouble? It might be. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I haven't heard this uh, leaked track. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Kanye West fan. I don't really see what the big deal is about him, for the most part. I mean, he's got some good music, but a lot of it's just, like, too indulgent, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this... I, oh, my God, I, I have to listen to this... <laughs> Just, I don't know why this is person on some level, but <laughs> swears at a child. It's the funniest thing ever to me. Yeah, what's he gonna like? I, I looked up <laughs> Drake's son, uh, Adonis Graham, and it's just a picture of an infant in a stroller. Yeah, because I think it was like secretly revealed, like in a like a another rapper about Drake that he had like a secret son, and then he like finally came out and said, "Yeah, I have a child that like nobody knew about until then." Because it was like I don't know, a groupie or something. Yeah, it's so it's like this kid is two years old. <laughs> what is this diss track gonna be? Oh like? my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna click on this and see if they give me some lyrics. Oh my god, <laughs> Drake. Like I can't remember what it is. Like this, I think it's a vine. I've been like super into vines lately, but this one I saw a long time ago. Where like. Uh, some guy's, like, yelling at a woman, and then he yells at her dog. And the yelling at the dog part is the funniest thing in the whole world. <laughs> because how could the dog understand what the fuck is Yeah, that, that cracks me up to, like, we, when I was growing up, we had a cat. And I said something to the cat one time that I thought was funny, and I started laughing, and the cat's just staring at me. Like, with that look that the cats get on their face, like, what the fuck's wrong with yeah. you? And it just made me laugh so much harder. 
Yeah, well, the lyric is probably not too bad, but uh, I guess the lyric is, My whole city turned they back on me. They thought I told Pusha about Drake's son. I assume, I guess it's Pusha T who leaked the information then, is my guess. Okay. And then the next line, the next line is, God damn, I don't care about his son. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, this, this are... This article says, so far, neither Drake nor his son has responded. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we have to make a track about uh, how Drake's son is a coward for not responding. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so you look for that, the massive late fee track, uh, Drake's son is a coward. Yeah. We'll release that on vinyl specifically for this. Coconut Bangers Ball. It's uh, a wrap. That's right. Ooh, inside, I know. But yeah, that, that's all I have for the this uh, this segment. I don't. I don't know. This site's okay, but I feel that it's a. Uh, it's kind of needs to go. It needs to lean in more one direction. It's kind of like in the middle. Like it's kind of sassy, like boss up, but it's not like really like informative news. Like they have that story about uh, what's her name, uh, Monica. Yeah. But it's like the dumbest story. It's like who the fuck cares? I mean, this is not a story. I mean, Monica, this is your front page of your website. Right. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Monica. Obviously, I have respect for. Her. I think she should just be called Monica and not whatever her last name is. But uh, you're not exactly front page news with your uh, inappropriate outfit to a club. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about your gambling problem. <laughs> no, uh, we have. A <laughs> is that like the uh, pop calling the kettle black there, Mark? Yeah, exactly. I, I am. I am frequently gambling online because, you know, it's it's fun. It's a fun thing to do, and, and I, I win money sometimes. And if you want to win money sometimes and other times lose money because that's how it works, you should go to my bookie. So, Mike, are you familiar with uh, with my bookie's uh, fantastic uh, fantastic interface? They've got the best lines. You know, in you could go to Vegas, you could go to Atlantic City, you could go see uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> what was those shows in Atlantic City that we? I'm trying to remember what. Uh, oh, I cannot remember what they were, but they were very uh, sad. Oh yeah, there was. Oh, the one was I remember it was uh, like dead singer. They were all dead singers, and they were. Um, yeah, yep, that's right. It was like an impersonator show. Yeah. So, you know, you could go to Atlantic City, see that show, but you're not going to find the the lines that you're going to get here. You, you won't find lines this good outside of uh, the 1980s. <laughs> and, I mean, come on, think about it. Do you really want to, you know, go take a shower, get dressed, get in your car, go fill it up with gas, drive tens of miles to a casino, get parking, walk from the parking lot to the casino, and only then, you know, you have to hit an ATM and maybe like, oh, there's a $5 charge for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, they're just like sucking money away from you, you know, the second you walk in the door. Absolutely. Or from the privacy of your own home, I mean, you can just go to mybookie.com. Why, why see another person in the world? When yeah. You, when you... What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> why, uh, we, we've got, we've got musical accompaniments for this. Why see another person... When you could just go to uh, mybookie.ag and place your bet. And let, let me tell you. So, Mike, if you want to win a lot of money. 
I do. But you don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't. What you should do is you should do a parlay. These are things I like to do. My, or, uh, one of our friends that lives in Las Vegas, Ben and I, we used to do this all the time. You pick like four games, five games, and you put them all together. And if all these things happen, if all these teams win, then you spend a little bit of money and you make a lot of money. I mean, you know, Norm McDonald does it all the time. And he's, yeah, he's on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would put that in the end. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the most successful comedians out there, and and Norm Norm's got his own promo code. We've got our own promo code. Pin Gillette has a a promo code. I'm sure he does for something. <laughs> no, for my bookie, I uh, I heard on his podcast oh, earlier. Awesome. So so we're in good company here. So now here's the thing: if you join my booking right now. Like, right now? Yes, do it on your computer right now. Use the promo code. <laughs> Use the promo code late fees. That's L A T E F E E S, all caps. My bookie will double your first deposit. So up to $1,000. So if you deposit $1,000 because you have a severe gambling problem, they will give you another $1,000 to double that severe gambling problem. $1,000 is a lot. That's more than I'd bet. But you... Oh, I mean, who wouldn't take a free $1,000? You're, you're an idiot if you don't take this offer. I agree. Absolutely. So go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code LATEFEES, L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S, and you will activate that offer. Okay, you just got more aggressive with each letter. <laughs> so, you know, my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Do it now. Oh, so we will move on to the IMDB game, which hits Mike and I against each other. We go to the parents' guide, and we read off things from uh, the IMDB parents' guide, and we try to guess the... You never fucking know how this play is played, right? Are you listening to this? It's, it's, not, first... it's, not, it's not hard to figure it out. Yeah, if the, even if this is your first time, you'll you'll be okay. We'll be gentle. I hear that uh, I thought, uh, Drake's son has something uh, in common with Marcellus Wallace. Oh, yeah? They both have a similar look to them. <laughs> is that true? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, they both look like a, uh, you know, with a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Marcellus Wallace. Uh, do you go first? Do I go first? I'll go first. I don't care. Uh, let's see. So, here we go. Gotta play the music. So, Mike, uh, under sex and nudity. Uh, what I what I think is funny is it gives time codes here. So it says 0855 to 0903. Uh, my uncle is a pimp. Jerry Springer episode is briefly seen on TV. Huh, that already sounds familiar. I think it's something I watched recently. Is it Borat? Nope. Uh, let's see. A man finds a drunk woman passed out in bed. It is implied he raped slash, slash sexually assaulted her. Um, shit, I don't know. I'm, uh, coming to America. No. 
Let's go with uh, profanity. So it gives the actor's name. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but one of the actors uses the word goddamn one time uh, in a scene. I'm not going to describe the scene. What the fuck? Why would you do this to me, profanity? Uh, shit is used once. Ass, damn, and hell are used a few times. Whore is used once in a background song. Uh, JC. <laughs> JC. Is this, uh, departed? No. There's something, uh, there's something fun about this. I mean, not, the movie's not fun, but there's something fun about this. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so from, uh, uh, a store owner tells a man to stop jerking off to Japanese comics. This will fly over most children's heads. Huh. Orgasmo. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, one scene with dead bodies and hostages scene and a realistic kill. What? Is this glass? No. <laughs> Split? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, a boy points a gun at his father and threatens to shoot him uh, as he thinks his dad can't die. Oh, I thought we did this before. Unbreakable. We did. You gave it to me. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. That's what was fun about it. <laughs> Is that Jeez. you read it to me, which I didn't realize at the beginning until I started reading it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mike gave this gave this one to me at one point. Yeah, speaking of which, I may have already done this one to you, but I don't think so. Okay. A man punches another man in the gut. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. No. Okay. A man is punched in the face, then grabbed and pulled by his scrotum. This is played for laughs. Wow. Punched in the face, then grabbed and pulled by his scrotum? Uh, hmm. Jingle all the way. No. All right. I have seen this movie, but I'm getting this next clue that I see. We have a big clue, so I'll go back to that one. It's okay. a profanity one. Okay. Yeah, the whole profanity one with uh, Unbreakable was like uh, Bruce Willis says goddamn in a scene where uh, his uh, the the guy he's giving therapy to points a gun at him. <laughs> like it's all <laughs> the fuck. Like why would you why would you explain everything in profanity? What if I just like go by and like subtly edit all the uh, you know the ones that I think are likely that you'll pick for me? <laughs> just to give like... you better clues. Yeah, you like know, it'll be like, oh, that's weird. Uh, there's a ripe banana. You just really like kind of like rifling through like some index cards, ripe banana. That's uh, the color, the money, right? <laughs> How did you know? And you just never know that scene existed. Oh yeah, it's been a long yeah. time since I've seen the color of money. So I've never seen it. So we get some scrope grabbing, uh, a gut punch. In a taxi, we see a picture of nude women stuck on the passenger's window. That sounds familiar. Um, the faculty? No. Alright. 
Let's see. One of the characters smokes cigars in several scenes, and two men drink most of the hard liquor shots from a hotel mini bar. Go? No. That is a good movie, though. Yeah, I like that movie. The car crash scene may be a bit frightening. I think you have read this one to me before, because all this sounds very familiar. Uh, the car crash scene. Oh, wait, it's not Get Out, is it? No. No, no, it wouldn't be. Hmm. Do you want me to do another clue, or were you... Uh... Crash? No, I think this next one would probably give it away, so uh, you should know by this one. If not, then I'll just have to tell you what it is. Okay. Eight F-words, all said within the space of a minute. 18 F-words? All, yeah, se- all said within the space of a minute. I assume this is like a famous scene from this movie. 18 F-words, all said within the space of a minute. Huh. Well, I mean, it's if that's the total F-words in the movie, then it's not Scarface. Um, let's see. No. It's a comedy. Um. Hmm. Uh, One of the stars is American. The other star is Canadian. One of the stars is American. The other is Canadian. Yes. Oh, is it trade? Is it Trading Places? Or no, no, not Trading Places. Um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Oh, nice. No, that's a good one. Yeah, okay, so cigar you haven't done that one before. Cigar okay, car crash. Sure. Yeah, I get I got it. I like that I've movie. never seen it. I just assumed the F word thing was like a big deal because they mentioned it like three times in the profanity thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the scene. But <laughs> it's Steve Martin uh going insane. But um Yeah, that's that's a really good movie. I like that movie a lot. Kevin Bacon's in that movie. Is it like a Thanksgiving movie? Yes, it is. He's trying That's to get home it. for Thanksgiving. There's very few like uh, Thanksgiving theme movies. Like I mean, even like as like a back part. Like I mean, I think of that. And uh, there's an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia called "The Gang uh, Squashes or Beefs." Okay. <laughs> Which is a which is a Thanksgiving dinner, um, but which is a hilarious episode too. Um, but yeah, that's the only ones I can think of that are really specifically Thanksgiving, other than uh, Eli Roth's fake trailer from a uh, Grindhouse. <laughs> I think there's one like the Family Stone or Home for the Holidays or something like that that looks like it would be a Christmas movie, but it's actually a Thanksgiving movie. They're all coming for Thanksgiving. Oh, that makes sense. Like, there's one like that, but yeah. Thanksgiving gets overlooked a lot. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it just blends from Halloween into Christmas. Home for the, or, you know, There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays, that Perry Como song, is a Thanksgiving song that Christmas just stole. Yeah. But he wrote that for Thanksgiving. Or, no, well, he didn't write it, but the, the writer wrote it for Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, anyway, so on to our, uh, our main topic uh, today. Now you've said that you hate what you watched, so we, I don't hate it, but I dislike it. We might get a good rant, so I'll, I'll go first because I I want to I want to save yours. Uh, I watched one thing I, I wanted to watch, but I haven't I haven't been able to to watch yet is um uh the Dolomite movie. My name Dolomite is my name. 
uh, with Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh good. You, you haven't seen because I, I wanted to watch that as well. Like, you know, we could do that like next week if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can do that. So, so anyone that wants to follow along out there, go to Netflix and watch the Dolomite Is My Name movie, and we'll be doing that next week. Because I was listening to the Gilbert Gottfried uh, podcast, and he had the people who wrote it on there. Right? They've been on the show before. They're like, you know, friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. said that the reason they got Eddie Murphy came to this, like, uh, he really liked Ed Wood, so I'm assuming it's like the same thing, like an Ed Wood, but with Rudy Ray Moore instead. So that really, like, really intrigued me. Now, yeah, they, they're the guys who did Ed, they did Ed Wood. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, well they wrote it. You know, they didn't direct it because yeah. it's you know Tim Burton. Obviously, they didn't have sex with his corpse. They didn't no, do just... Ed Wood. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So I watched a show called Atypical. Uh, that my wife was watching also on Netflix, which is basically it's about it, this autistic kid, um, as they say, he's on the spectrum, but he's he's not like he's not close to being not autistic. He's pretty far along on the spectrum. You know, he can he's uh, 18. He's a senior in high school. He can somewhat. Wait, wait. Is that know. how the spectrum works? Like the further along you are, the more like autistic you are. Because I, mean, like I, I assumed I, it was like an up and down kind of thing. So like the the higher you were, like the more autistic you were, whereas like the lower would be like the you know least. I mean, I guess I I always I always pictured the spectrum as like a side to side thing. Huh. I think I uh, would like to see a picture of the spectrum to see if I could really wrap my head around <laughs> it now. But anyway, he's. Because he, I mean, you can't really say he's like you know big time. I mean, you're at. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I'm not going to use the word, but it's, but as well, is it? Well, no, I think it's like mild, moderate, severe, and profound. I think at least like for like some kind of things, that's the scale. Right. I don't know if that is how it works with like you know autism or whatever. I, I really don't know much about it, but uh, I'll sit back and you can educate me on the whole issue. Yeah, I don't know anything about it either. <laughs> I wish we had Carol on because she would be able to to educate us on. On how it works, but I, I will say that he's. Can you, can you have her do a uh, like a, uh, a a brief summary and then tack it on the end? Yeah, I'll just edit it in right here. If it if you don't if you're not hearing it, it's because I was too lazy to edit it in right here. Oh, thanks. Or Girl, she now now we know. <laughs> or she refused one of the two. Yeah, maybe she doesn't care. But uh, basically, it it's pretty it's pretty much implied that maybe he'll be able to take care of himself eventually. Like he can feed himself and stuff. And like, he has a job. He works at a, an appliance place that like they sell computers and, and shit. It's like a, um, Oh, I thought he was a uh, audience member at sister, sister. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's immature. Um, but he, uh, so he works at a, like he, it's basically, it's like Best Buy is what it seems like. Uh, and he works there, and he he understands the computers. He's obsessed with penguins, and like Antarctica, biology is his favorite subject. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like Rain Man, I guess, but instead of you know really like um, like being obsessed with numbers and stuff like that, he's he's obsessed with with penguins. He knows like everything about about penguins. But as I think that be a dick, but I really hate penguins. <laughs> <laughs> do you like there's nothing there's just the dumbest birds they don't they don't fly they just walk around all stupid mm-hmm. i mean they all look basically the same i mean i mean you know, there's different species but i mean they're basically black and like orange and yellow sprinkled yeah 
They just—they only live because they're they're in Antarctica. If they were anywhere else, it would have been decimated years ago. Oh, I absolutely agree. I hate that at the uh, the Detroit Zoo they have this penguinarium, and it's like they spent like twenty something million dollars to build this penguin house. <laughs> yes. And it's like you know, just like a few years ago, they like were basically pleading with like uh you know the population of the three local counties, like they're like, oh, we need money because the zoo's uh you know. We're going to go bankrupt. We're out of money, you know. And everybody who like did this bond, there's like a, you get a discount of membership if you're from one of the three counties. Now. Mm-hmm. And now that they have all this money, they're building a fucking twenty million dollar penguin house for these stupid birds. Yeah. No, I know it's terrible. Penguins. But uh, but yeah, so he's like, we get a lot of penguin facts, especially about the chin, the chin strap penguin because that's apparently his favorite. Uh, he really wants to get laid. <laughs> He's 18 and he's, he goes to a therapist and he's talking to his therapist. Who's this pretty Asian girl. And he says that, uh, you know, he'd like to have a girlfriend, but he can't have a girlfriend because he's on the spectrum. And she basically says to him, Hey, you know, people on the spectrum date, you know, you can, you can date their strategies to use. And his mom is pissed because his mom does not want him dating. Cause he she doesn't want him to get his heart broken. But he really wants. He says to his to his family, he's like, uh, "Yeah, my my therapist told me that uh, you know I can I can have sex." And she goes, "Well, she didn't say that. She said dating. I just added the sex part." But uh, it's really clear that he's uh, you know he wants to get some. So it's sort of it's kind of like a cross between the forty year old virgin and an autistic guy. I guess life goes on. I don't know. <laughs> You imagine like the uh, person coming up with that pitch, like they're like really desperate, like they ran through a bunch of ideas. Like, what about it's like a cross between a four-year-old version and autism? <laughs> so, <laughs> but but it's actually it's actually pretty good. So, oh, um, uh, you'll know this guy too. Uh, um, Michael Rappaport's in it. He plays his dad. I'm not a fan of him. Really, I f- I figured you'd like him. No, he was on uh, Justified. He was terrible on Justified. Like he, like, uh, he, and he's just like, he really annoys me. He's not a good actor. <laughs> no, he's not. I don't know how, and he's not a good actor on this either. I don't know how he gets roles in things, but he's just like, look, son, you don't. It's like it, he, it, he's every, every. I, I, maybe this is where they get the term phoning it in from. But every scene that he's in, he sounds like he's talking on the phone. Like he sounds like he's reading a Chinese takeout menu <laughs> into the phone <laughs> where he's just like, well, look, son, beef with broccoli. And, you know, it's like, cause there's no, there's no normal human emotion in, in any of his scenes. Which is funny because like, uh, I've listened to him on a podcast before. He's on this one called the fighter and the kid. And he's like, so like boisterous and like aggressively loud. Like that's like how his, he actually is. But he's just like, so like toned out and like, what do you have? He's like, well, acting means just being the opposite of, of yourself, right? So so I won't be a loud dick. <laughs> is, there a, is there a space between those two words? Uh, yes, I guess so. I said a loud dick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's atypical. I liked it. I watched the first couple episodes so far. I haven't gotten super into it. Um, also, how many episodes are there? I think there are eight. Huh, that's a good number. Yeah. The, I, one thing that I, that I saw that came out that I'm upset that came out is 
One of the first things that I, I well, not first things I watched on Netflix, but um, I think it was one of the first things. It, one of the first things when I was writing for Michigan Sports Entertainment, this was one of the first things I wrote about uh, a series called "The End of the Fucking World," uh, which is based on a graphic novel, and the entirety of the graphic novel was covered in the first season. They released a second season. My huh. wife, my wife told me that, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks," and she's like, "I know." It's terrible. I was like, oh, because the way it ended, it, like it ended ambiguously, uh, like the graphic novel does as to whether or not this kid lives or dies. And I was happy with it. We watched that season and I was like, good, this is this is fine. It, it, it lived up to the creator's vision. It was an entertaining show for like the seven episodes or six episodes or whatever it was that were there. I don't need any more. But now they have a second season. Dumb. Yeah, not happy. So, what did you watch? Years ago, like uh, probably like five or so years ago, I uh, came across these uh, series of novels uh, called the. Um, I think it's called the His Dark Materials uh, trilogy. Okay. It's a uh, my author Philip Pullman. He's from the UK. Um, it's like a, uh, it's like the uh, atheist rebuttal to uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay. It's really interesting, and like as like you know, like a non-believer, it does have a lot of. It's actually got a lot of really like beautiful like parts of the book. Like uh, it takes place like an alternate past. It seems to be about eighteen hundreds technology. Um, in the book, at least, they have like uh, they have an, but they don't have like these dirigibles. And by the way, I love that word. The fact that I get to say that word makes me like this show a little more than I should. That's like, just a great word. You never. Get to... Right. Yeah, it's got these in, in the in the show. They have these dirigibles. They're these big like metal things. But it's it seems like a little out of sync with the book's uh, you know kind of time period. But the book, anyways, is set in like an alternate history. Um, there's this uh, everybody's like uh, soul kind of manifests outside of their body, and they call it a daemon. D a e m o n. Children's up to a certain age are are always changing. They're you know they they kind of like you know mold as the children do like if they're more skittish you know it'll be like more like a mouse type animal that sort of thing you know it'll be a reflection of your personality mm-hmm. i always thought that was cool like something about that i always like like spirit animals like that's just fun you know like the idea that like there's like an animal that you're very much like it's just it's kind of... right although i read these like as a full-grown adult and i uh <laughs> i actually felt embarrassed like going into like i'm like hey can you show me where the uh children section <laughs> it's like you know i think it was like juvenile or something but it still it just seems so creepy like being like an adult man i'm like i made sure my children were like right next to me as i said this and went to get the book right but yeah it's uh, i mean it's a really it's a really interesting series um so it's this girl lyra she kind of like uh, runs amok in this college i think it's called jordan mm-hmm. um and then so and she runs amok and like uh you know she finds out that her uncle is uh coming to town her uncle well-regarded explorer Mm-hmm. Uh, his his daemon is like this snow leopard, and also the daemons are almost always the opposite gender. But like every they mentioned, some people have like the same, and they never really comment on that. So it's kind of like an interesting thing. I wonder if they'll explore more in the series. But um, so yeah, it's like that. You know, it's like this quest to find like because they find like this hole in the world that connects to the other world, and uh, Azrael's trying. It, it's 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 a really epic you know journey. This entire first book is like a crazy like long epic tale. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if the first season is going to cover just the, the first book because there's three books, but I mean, if it is, I I don't know how they're going to do it in such a short period of time because right. I mean the so okay, so there's all this epic. It's what I did, what I disliked about this. Um, 
I don't know why they wouldn't open with the same scene they opened in the in the book, uh, like, uh, the girl Lyra is, like, at her uncle, or, like, this meeting where her uncle's going to appear to. Mm. But in the, in, the, in the show, they I mean, I understand why they do it, because, like, the, the one really amazing thing about this show is the setting. Like, this, I don't know if they use CGI and, like, practical stuff, or, like, a combination of the two, but it looks like a, you know, like, few centuries ago, like, you know, college. I mean, every, like, detail is, like, perfect. You know, there's winding stairways, and as I mentioned, you see the dirigibles, you know, glow gleaming in the background. I mean, the set, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, mm-hmm. I'm sure the person's going to be, you know, nominated and hopefully possibly win some award for this. Right. But just like, I felt like the casting of, uh, Asriel, like, uh, he's in the book. He's like, larger than life figure, both physically and like, you know, personality wise. But I mean, James McAvoy, I mean, he's a good actor, but he's not like this big, like brooding kind of guy. Um, I think in the, there was a movie already made from this, which is really bad. Like it really didn't even like, touch upon the themes of the book at all because they were afraid of like offending the Christian market which would you know deeply cut into their sales since it's a children's movie you know if it was protested like I mean I'm sure they damaged the sales of like Harry Potter to like some people who were kind of like on the margins of like you know being Christian or you know being like a free thinker or, you know agnostic whatever right oh yeah they definitely you know not it's not an in your face atheist like book but it's, it's definitely you know there's no doubt there's no God in the book you know it's Mm. It's it's. I mean, quite frankly, I think the the guy being killed by one of the characters. Oh yeah. And they, and even like describe him as like this old like you know like, you know, demented person who like completely forgot like everything you know, and he was just driven mad. So it's kind of weird because I guess in that sense it kind of affirms belief, but I mean it's obviously a commentary on like his lack of belief, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, so it's like this really like epic novel. But yeah, the the casting I'm not a big fan of uh, Azrael, who is one of the main characters. The girl who plays Lyra is like a perfect casting. I mean, she's a good actress. She looks just like you know this kind of scrappy like tomboy. Mm-hmm. In the book, um, I I forget who's like the counterpart to uh, Lord Azrael. It's uh she's very well cast as well. Um, I was actually pretty happy to, uh, much surprised, uh, the headmaster of the school was played by Clark Peters. He was, uh, he was Lester Freeman in The Wire, my favorite character. Okay. He's a very good actor, and he was, like, a nice, like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I but then I kind of remembered, like, almost as quickly, uh, that he, uh, the headmaster is only in there, like, in the very beginning. He's not in the books very much, so I don't, unfortunately, I don't think, uh, we'll get to see much of Clark Peters, which is a shame. Yeah. I mean, they might do what they do, like, uh, what they did in the, the series, um, uh, shit, what's it, Altered Carbon? They changed it quite a bit. Oh, no, no, no. They changed it quite a bit, so you kind of hang out with these characters, which I'm not a fan of. Like, I don't like when they're like, oh, I like this actor, or this is a fun concept. Let's change it so much that this person... Mm. But that's kind of what they did with, uh, you know, maybe... I hope they don't do that with Clark Peters, but I wouldn't be super upset because, like I said, I really like him. He's one of my favorite actors. He was in Three Billboards. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, I've only really seen him in The Wire. I mean, I've seen him, like, you know, pop up in other things. He's, like, kind of like one of those guys who's been around for a while, but, you know, most people haven't seen The Wire and, like, realized he's, like, you know, this amazing actor. Yeah, I I like him a lot, too. He's been in... He was in K-Pax, too. Oh, I don't remember that movie well at all. I mean, I heard it was was bad, and I watched it, and, like, like often is the case, bad as I had heard it was. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't a terrible movie, but I mean, you know, it's it's not a great movie. Yeah, it wasn't the worst piece of shit I've ever seen, but it it was it was not great, and it starred. Believe, believe um, it or not, it's not the uh, worst thing Kevin Spacey's done. No, no, not at all. 
Oh yeah, I think he. I think actually, uh, he uh, he molested those kids so that the worst thing that uh, he ever did wasn't um, uh, that one where he was the K-Pix. the voice of uh, what? What was that movie where he was the voice of like a cat or something like that? Bent on taking over oh, the world. I think it's cats and dogs or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin Spacey. Remember, did you ever see that creepy, like, fucking um, video that he made in his house where uh, he was, like, chopping up stuff to, like, vegetables or something like that, like, cooking, and he was he was doing it in character as his character from House of Cards, and he was like, oh, you miss me, you know, you want me back and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. I, I heard about it, but I didn't see it. I heard House of Cards is really good, but I haven't seen it. I don't know. Did they, they take it off on Netflix, or is it still on? No, it's still on Netflix. It's fine. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it great. It's there. The first season is pretty decent, but it gets it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. But he kind of like quickly goes off the rails, or just like he's murdering people all over the place, and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna get away with this. Right. Like it's. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like one of those weird situations where it's hard. I mean. It's actually not too hard to to separate the artist from the uh, its work in this one. Yeah, because he's mostly known for playing like you know evil characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which is kind of a weird thing because usually it seems like the people who play the villains more often than not are like really like you know overly nice in real life. Yeah. Like William Zabka. Oh yeah, badass Billy Zabka. Um... I mean, the show. I, I'm kind of already like. I, the acting in some spots, like the the girl looks just like Lyra, but she's not an amazing actress in some parts. I mean, maybe that's just me, you know, being overly critical. But it's not. I'm not impressed by the show so far. I, I might give it a couple more episodes. I'm gonna let my uh, my 11 year old watch it because I think she would. I always wanted her to read the books, so maybe she'll like the show. I mean, mm. it's it's not for me so far. I mean, it might get better, but it's. I, I just have a feeling it's just gonna be completely disappointing. Like the first episode is for the rest of the uh, run. So. Like I said, I'll give it another episode, maybe two, but it's so far it's not starting off of me. Well, that's too bad to hear. I, I've heard things, good things about the the series of books. I haven't read it, but I, I've yeah, heard like good things about the, the series, especially the first. The first book is really good. Well, I will definitely check. I will check that out. I'll probably, I might, I might watch the first episode. Actually, what I'll do is I'll read the book first, though. Hey, the book. Like you said, the book's really good. I, I, I mean. It's a very cinematic book. I can see why they've adapted it, you know, twice now. But I mean, so far, I'm not, neither are you know on par with the book at, at all. It seems like those the epic fantasy books would be difficult to, to you know, translate into, you know, like uh, the visual medium to me. Whether it's a mo- yeah. especially a movie, but but TV show, I could see a little bit more. Yeah, I, I do have to say, so far, I really like the effects they're using for the um, the da- daemons, you know, they look mm. really realistic, I mean, the, there's a monkey that may be not so great in the eyes, but the rest of them look very realistic, and they're kind of, like, creepy, like, when they talk, because they have, like, I always forget they can speak, and you just hear their voice, it's like, ugh, it just kind of <laughs> disturbs me. Now, what would Matt Damon's daemon be? I don't know. Damon's daemon? What do you think uh, your daemon would be? Um, I think my daemon would be a wolverine. That'd be pretty sweet. Or a sloth. 
Yeah, that'd be that would definitely be my youngest. Is uh, she's uh, that's her spirit animal for sure. <laughs> um, she's a very sloppy. I, I wish it would be something like I just I think it'd be like a, I'd like it if it'd be like a raven because I really that's like my favorite bird. And I'm really into birds. Okay. Predatory like you know hawk or a falcon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or like a spider would be neat. Ugh. Those spiders are so creepy. I hate them. Or like a or like a snake would be kind of cool. It'd be all right. Maybe like a rat. That'd be kind of neat. I wonder what's. I wonder what my youngest Damon would be. She is all over the place, so I don't know. She'd probably want it to be a unicorn, but you know they don't exist. Although I guess it is a. Right. I guess it is a fantasy series, but. Uh, all right. Yeah, this also made me wonder uh, quite a bit about the uh, logistics of demons. Like, because uh, all these people show up at a dinner, but they like the demons, at least in the books, have to stay within like ten feet of you, basically. So it's like, do they all like have an extra place next to them for the demons? <laughs> what, what happens there? They're all sitting in the kitchen, just talking yeah, amongst mean, themselves. Yeah, I, I mean, they clearly couldn't fit there, which is weird. I, I, I don't know. It's just, the, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe your that's why maybe that's why like the the ones of the children like always change because maybe you know your youngest will eventually like be more into something or you know have more of a personality trait that's like a you know so and so. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it'd be neat uh, to have a like a raven on your you know David. So right. work on that science. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's yeah. All so get we'll watch the uh, we'll watch the Dolomite thing uh, for next week. Yeah. Yeah, so so tune in for that, and uh, yeah, that's our episode for the week. So do all that stuff. I, I don't feel like begging today. Just tell some friends, and then whatever you want to do, I don't care. There are links to other to stuff you want to do if you would like. Look in the links, the description of this episode, and you'll see where our Patreon is and all that shit. And just click on some of that stuff. Oh, real quick before we go, Mike. <laughs> I, I actually, someone has written us a letter. I almost forgot. Like in the mail? No, an email. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's just not a letter, but an email. Um, no, they don't know their address. That's never going to change. Um, but someone's asked you specifically a question. Hold on one second. Uh, hello, Mark and Mike. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, no, here's the question. Okay, Mike, you seem to you seem to dislike so many things. What's your favorite movie, and is there any genre of film that you like more than others? He didn't have a, he didn't really want to ask me any questions. He was like, "Fuck you." He, he wanted to talk to you. Sorry. So, what do you think? Favorite movie, and is there a genre you like more than others? Uh, my my favorite movie? Yeah. Huh, that kind of changes. Uh, I used to say it was Unforgiven, because I really like that movie. It's like a very, like, it's like a perfect Western movie. It's like very bleak. It's, uh, it's, it's realistic in some spots. It's, 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 it's got a lot of really good performances. Gene Hackman's great in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard uh, Thomas, maybe? I, I don't remember the guys. I mean, if you if you saw him, uh, you would know who it was. He's an English guy. Um, I think he was in Harry Potter. You know, so that English guy that there was in town. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the one English guy that was in Harry Potter. Okay. 
Right, but I really like that movie. Um, there's a lot of, like, really, like, kind of, like, bad, like, I guess, movie. see, I like movies that are, um, like, I like action movies that are just very, you know, very much about themselves. They're not, like, trying to be anything but, like, a really good action movie. Like, The mm-hmm. Running Man, I, I really love that movie. It's ridiculous, it's dumb, but it's just, like, fun, you know, it's just, it's cr- clearly just making, like, strange scenarios, just, that would be great action sequences. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's no reason for half the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've, you've read. I mean, the short story is based on. What I think it would be actually a much cooler movie, or even like a miniseries. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. Anything do Richard Richard Bachman's Running Man would be really cool, especially like you could. I mean, do a lot of comments on like you know cyber uh, technology. Yeah, I think I think it would be perfect as like a five or six episode like single single season show. It'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, like as far as genre, mostly what I wa- what I really uh, watch are comedies over and over. Mm. Um, I like some dramas. Like, there's it's really certain movies. Like, I'll, I'll I've watched uh, The Departed so many times recently. Like, I'm so happy that it's on Netflix. I'll just watch it. Like, you know, when I, when I'm thinking of what else I want to watch, I'll watch it. I really just love that movie. It's and I'm really looking forward to The Irishman. I, I think even though it's gonna be three and a half hours long, I'm still gonna watch it. Which I I didn't do for um um The Hard Eight. Is what it's called? The yeah. Heart Eight with the Yeah, I mean I am a really big fan, but I, I have no three hour cowboy movie mm-hmm. with Tarantino, but a three and a half hour gangster movie from Martin Scorsese, yes, I will uh, watch that every time. Yeah. Well especially it's like you said, we can pause it because it's on Netflix, so yeah. if yeah, I want to like, watch like, like half now and half later I can do that. Yeah, I like a lot of crime movies too. So yeah, that's basically what it is. Alright. Well, Write to us if you want to, and, uh, you know, tell some friends about us, but uh, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.